You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple Film. I'm Steve, and I've got two guests coming. They haven't even met yet. Chris and Brad. Chris, how was your 4th of July? That was good. Uh, just unpacked and did stuff around the house. It's pretty tight. Oh, yeah. That sounds like an old man perfect like weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You got your shit done. Brad, how, how was your 4th of July? Well, you know, damage myself pretty bad with some fireworks explosions, but luckily, since I'm an immortal, you know, I just piece that shit back together, and often it's like nothing ever happened. Did you, like, hold a firecracker in your hand and it exploded? Yeah, and it basically put a hole right through my hand, but then it just magically filled back in again, so. All right, yeah, that was my question. I was like, does does it, like, reform kind of like Deadpool, or is it more just magically come back? Well, it depends. If another immortal were to hurt me, then it would uh, cause a scar. But since it was just myself being stupid, there's no scar. Yeah. Was it practical effects or CGI? Well, it's pretty practical, but you all know. Right, all right. Yeah, I didn't hurt myself, and I'm not an immortal, so I can't can't compete with that. But you know, we saw some fireworks. But I do want to call out my brother Andrew for so we're sitting around the TV when it's hotter than hell in misery here, and that's Missouri for anyone who doesn't know that nickname. And um, it's like 102 degrees. We're inside. And of course, we put on Independence Day because we're fucking American. And, you know, Will Smith can do no wrong. I mean, he's never hurt anyone in his life. So he sits there and tells in front of everyone. And I was like flabbergasted. I can't believe he's my brother. And that's why I'm calling him out on this. He's like, you know, I don't know if the special effects hold up on this movie. And I almost had a fucking heart attack. What? That's what he said. There's yeah. like one bad scene and it's like where all the tentacles are flopping against the window. They don't look that real, but the rest of it's great. Yeah. His daughter, which is like nine, 10 months old. She threw up immediately when he said. That. <laughs> <laughs> Serves him right. That's right. And you know what? I, I, I've been tweeting Will Smith to, you know, get over to our house and smack him in the fucking face. But uh, he's not it. he's not responding. I don't know what's wrong. Come on, Will. Come on, Big Willie. You got nothing better to do because no one's hiring your ass. <laughs> yeah, they canceled him on his Netflix series already like the next day. Yeah, they don't they don't fuck around with that. The only thing would have been worse if, is if he would have smacked a woman. Then it would have been like, ooh. Ooh. Ooh, no. I mean, it was all staged anyways. Oh, we got one of these conspiracy nuts. Oh, no shit. I think if it was staged, Chris Rock would have a better comeback. Well, somebody on TikTok found a video where the dialogue matches almost exactly to an old movie. So, but why would Will Smith stage that? What does he have to gain? I don't know. Unless he doesn't want to act anymore, <laughs> he should have waited till after. You know. He well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I went back to my Netflix profile and made him my avatar. So he got <laughs> that. You he won that. I mean, everybody hates Chris, right? Uh, that show wasn't bad. I mean, for a kid show, I, there's some stupidity in there, but I think it had Terry Crews in it. Was he in there? Yeah. Yeah. He's their dad. Yeah. I think he's awesome. I've only seen clips of the show and I've never hated the clips. So 
you know, it was, it was basically kind of like Malcolm in the Middle, just for black people, I guess, even though I watched it and I'm white, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that works. I mean, I black people watch things made for white people, I'd imagine, you know. Uh, there's no you proof just, of that. No you just watch what you enjoy. No, there's no proof of that. There's like I've never watched a kung fu movie as I turn what? around and I look at kung fu movies. Yeah. <laughs> I just watch whatever I like. Uh, yeah, no one gives a shit. That, that's all like Twitter made up bullshit. I mean, I'm sure there is some racist out there who's like, I wouldn't watch that shit, but you know, no one likes them. Yeah, I work with some of them. Yeah, but... Well, I live in Missouri, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I live in John Deere country. And now, uh, like I watched uh turning red i think that was the name of it girlfriend asked how it was and i was like you know it's a pixar movie it's really good but i'm not the targeted demographic they're going for it's like it is good though i do recommend it brad you might be uh watching that a lot yeah actually honestly i think my daughter was just watching it and you know this is a golden golden age for like movies that are for kids that are you know, at least like they're not vomit inducing for adults, you know, like there's been a lot recently in these last couple of years that aren't, they aren't terrible. I mean, have you seen Shrek? Shrek, yeah, going back a little farther, but yeah, that's Yeah, it's kinda... like, Chris, that's like ancient. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I talk about it all. I talked about the soundtrack on here before. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, this is a great time for kids and movies. He's like, How about that Shrek? <laughs> that came out on vhs dude that's how old that is yeah i own like seven or eight copies of it it's great i own one i got that big ass stupid clamshell <sighs> yeah that's yeah. that's the only ones i have i know i like there's only so much room going into vhs like displaying there's only so much room sometimes on those top shelves and you're like what do i display uh i'll put the dark crystal up there fuck shrek even though I like Shrek, but you know, like it, Dark Crystal's got a little bit more oomph. A little more, st- well, they both have great staying power, I would say. Yeah, they do. They do. And Shrek made a bajillion dollars, so. And Dark Crystal's <laughs> didn't. <laughs> uh, Dark Crystal's fucking amazing. Yeah. But I buy VHS currently made from this, like, Burke Horror movie and uh, Witter Entertainment. Mm-hmm. I will not buy the clamshells. They look beautiful. Not the clamshells, but like they're big boxes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Dude, they're just, they're so big and I'm not buying shelves for that. Yeah. There's a guy on a VHS group on Facebook, uh, video vagrants that makes some pretty damn good boots. Yeah. And... I, I, the dude from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. And... I, I've bought a lot from him and they're really cool, but yeah, he does a good job. So shout out to the guy that we can't remember from Arizona on video. I mean, favorites. <laughs> yeah, I talked to him on Facebook. I know his name, but I don't know if he wants me to say it there. So we should reach out to him and interview him. Yeah, he's great. He, dude, his Instagram is amazing. Oh, that's that one of those things I ain't got. Yeah, he just he just buys piles and piles and everywhere around here is they stop doing them. They've all thrown them away. There's like three stores I can go to. And one of them's a resale, and I was like, I don't want to pay fifteen dollars. I've been uh, calling some places, and in one place, this guy started. He's like, "Well, I got about fifty to a hundred here," and he's like, "Okay, it's closer to two hundred. And he started reading off the things, uh, the titles, and I'm like, mm-hmm, these "Yeah, are they'll be movies. like, they don't sell very well." And I was like, "Do you see what you have?" 
Like just yeah. throw those away and put other ones out occasionally. Anyway, getting back to the movie, but man, I love talking. I could do this for like an hour. Uh, so we got to like <laughs> spin. Let's go with Brad first. Brad, were you a big Highlander fan growing up? Fuck yes. All right. That's that's a little bit more than me. I'm more of like, yeah, I watched it. I watched the series and stuff. Uh, I watched the movie, certainly, but I don't have a fuck yes. So uh, when's the first time you saw this uh, Highlander in 1986? Um, probably sometime in the mid 90s. And uh, I subsequently then went and watched Highlander, too. And I was like one of the very rare people that actually probably liked it. And I was like such a contrarian back then. I would come up to people who'd watch both movies and I'd be like, you know, I think actually Highlander 2 is better. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Yeah, I went through that phase <laughs> too. Moron, you haven't seen Highlander 2? God. No wonder just like, dates just like that, Just like that kid on the college campus who just wants to like argue with everybody. That's kind of what I was like about this. <laughs> you put the table up and you're like, Highlander 2 is a better movie to beat me. <laughs> Highlander 2 is the top 10 sci-fi film. Prove me wrong. You know, like, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, talk about a guy just fighting off all the poon. I mean. And <laughs> save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> I can literally, I can literally hear women just shrivel up when we start talking about, like, Highlander 2 is a good one. Oh my god. There's nothing oh. there's nothing that would kill like anytime we had I mean we weren't players by any means, but we had a badass apartment in college, so people would flock just to use the space. They didn't give a shit about us. You guys got a balcony? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes we did. Um <laughs> and nothing would kill the room faster, especially all the girls, than when we would put on our bullshit films. <laughs> and i could see myself you know being that dickhead back in the days like oh everyone's having fun good i'm gonna put on highlander too i'm gonna fuck this shit up <laughs> i will say that's one thing about being like a weird alternative kid my whole life is it doesn't ruin the mood people might not really watch it but they don't get mad they look over and they're like what the fuck is going on yeah, then I graduated to uh, Team America World Police. There's the unrated version, and I always, like, we'd queue it up on the DVD section right at the, the scene where they have the puppets have sex, but it was the X-rated version of it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> People would come over, and I'd just turn it on, and, like, they'd be, like, defecating on each other and stuff. And it's like Being a weirdo is really weird back in the day. I was trying to explain to my son, like, it's kind of cool now to like this stuff, but I used to get shoved in lockers. I don't know if you know that. Oh, dude, man, when I used to draw like Dragon Ball Z characters, a guy <laughs> walked by me in like I was in the cafeteria, minding my own fucking business, drawing something. He slapped the back of my head and goes fucking pussy because I'm drawing like fucking Dragon Ball Z. Like, what the hell? And I was in sports, so I got all the sports guys to back me up because I wasn't going to fight. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> it's like, hey, smack me. That dude, that dude right there. All right, we're going to talk <laughs> That's what all you nerds out there and, and, you know, kids who can't fight and everything like that, do yourself a favor and become friends with some of those, you know, like, obviously the douches will hang out with, like, the guys who aren't quite that douchey. Make friends with those guys, because if you make friends with them, they'll protect you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I was a small kid that will say anything I wanted and played magic before school. Uh, I had yeah. some real big punk friends. And I was on the wrestling team. 
be like, that's Steve kid's weird. What? Steve's cool. Don't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> be like, yeah, dude, man. Every time I'm in a class with him, he does our, our, the art section of our team project and we get an A. So fuck off. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> That's that's literally I had a friend named Josh. He would like defend me to, you know, until the end of the earth because he'd be like, that's my friend. And he helps me get good grades. (laughs) (laughs) We passed because of him. Uh, All right. Um, Chris, I don't remember. Did you answer? Were you a fan of this? Uh, Yeah, I've always loved Hanlander. I apparently have been confused by the timeline my entire life. So like everyone. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I thought the villain in. One was in two, and I thought one was more purely origin. I don't know what I thought, but I watched the show, and I love that. And I, I just, I always quote Highlander. I know, like, so before we got into this, I, I hadn't watched this first Highlander, and I want to say, uh, you know, 10, 15 years. It had been a long time. Yeah, I'd just- say my, my early 20s is, I think, the last time I've actually seen it. Yeah, and I had forgotten a lot about it. Um, I had actually kind of gotten confused because I remember more about the series because the series really gets like dives deep into like all the uh, nuances and nuances of the franchise and like how when you take uh, an immortal's like head off, you get their thoughts and stuff like that. So like when I watch this movie, this movie's slimmed down for obvious reasons um because they can't fit all that shit in there but it was supposed to be a one-off it is a one-off in my mind (laughs) yeah like it it is a a complete story from beginning to end and there's nothing left it was supposed to be a one-off but i was reading up on it and i guess the original screenplay was kind of not that way it's not geared towards that it was more geared towards a franchise which might have served this whole franchise better than maybe i mean i got a lot of star wars vibes out of it like they were trying to capture Star Wars. Exactly. I, I thought I was like, there, there's an entire world here. Why are you eliminating it in, you know, one movie? And I, I'm pretty sure that was whoever gave the director and writer money uh, was like, yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. Franchises. What I mean, what are we going to be the next, you know, Friday the 13th? That that doesn't work in sci fi. That's exactly what it was. I bet no one wanted a sci-fi franchise because they're like, listen, we're not star Wars. It's not going to work. Yeah. My thoughts, you know, as I get older, it just, you know, to me, this whole franchise and especially the first movie, it just, it's like business as a relationship. Sometimes timing is bad. You know, if this mm-hmm. was coming out a little bit later, they would have been make this a franchise, you know, cause you're looking at the ingredients. You, you have a great cast, even though I'll get into the casting decisions later. And the premise, you know, obviously he had a huge universe available to you. Then you had queen doing the soundtrack. I mean, yeah, the fucking soundtrack is amazing, and I forgot that. Yeah, that I mean, that shocks me, and this was during a time period when, you know, like, musicians or bands doing entire soundtracks, it happened, you know, but, like, I heard that a lot of people, you know, kind of, like, steered Queen away from doing, you know, like, the band Queen away from doing stuff like that, and they're like, nah, man, this is awesome, because they did Flash Gordon, yeah, they always seem down to do shit. Like, what, what, what's the point of being in music if you're not like sex, drugs, and rock and roll and like let's party and have fun? That's the point of music is to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't know where the interview is. Someone can look it up, but Freddie Mercury, you know, they asked him about 
because he was, you know, I, I think there was two band members that were really big into doing this. And he's just like, I watched the films. Why wouldn't I want to do this? Like, I love movies. <laughs> and I, I feel like they were like way before their time. Yeah. And, and, you know, they could sell out amphitheaters and make millions. But sometimes you just want to have fun and do things you enjoy if it doesn't even give you money. It sure sounded like they had fun in the soundtrack. I mean, they put this thing together and it is uh, it is something. I mean, I love this soundtrack. I just got an ad that Highlander is releasing a special edition DVD. And now we got to wait for the loop to get back to win. I mean, they've released so many special editions of this. Uh, like, I I mean, I, at a certain point, because like, I have the VHS of this, but it's a re-release from 93. I have a special edition DVD. And then I was like, I why? I think I bought the DVD, special edition DVD, just because one night I was fucking bored. Did you finally <laughs> unpack your stuff? No, no. Oh, dude, no. We got to buy yeah, a house my- before you know. There's no way. Girlfriend didn't know how much I owned until she went to the storage unit. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, same with my wife. I mean, she knew all that shit was back in the closet in storage. But like when we got the the weight and the bill from the movers, she was like, <laughs> holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'll pay a little bit more of this. <laughs> I, I, moved, I moved it all in my own vehicle. And every time I'd load up like totes, you just see it sink. <laughs> the yeah. car was just screaming. <sighs> yeah, I I am definitely going to find a way to to sell them. But anyway, what I was going to get into this is like the original Highlander. You know, it didn't actually do. I mean, the budget was nineteen million. They spent money. Um, you know, in nineteen eighty six, I imagine not on the effects. No, I I think well, Queen cost some money, but this Shot movie Gunner. made. Yeah, Sean Connery, I'm sure, you know, made Sean Connery made quite a bit for the second one, which we'll get into farther along in this franchise. I don't know what he made for this first one, but um, it didn't do that great in the theater, but it did absurdly well on VHS. Like they, they were saying they like they made so much money on the international and domestic VHS sales that that's why you got a second one. The demand was too high from people looking to make money. Yeah, we owned it. I watched it all the time. Yeah. So, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure Queen made a decent amount of money. Now, did they do the entire um, soundtrack or just a couple songs? I'm thinking the entire soundtrack. Besides, like, there's also the uh, orchestra part of it, too. Yeah. Well, it seems like they did at least two songs, uh, A Kind of Magic and uh, Princes of the Universe. Which is an amazing song, and I, I forgot about it. Oh, wait. Um... Who wants to live forever? Was that on this? Yeah, and that—that's on there. And they also have a riff on uh, an old Sinatra song. Yeah, that's the song I was thinking about. That—that's—it's amazing when it kicks in. It, it really sets the mood for everything. I know. It's man. This this is a really good movie. Um, mm-hmm. So let's let's just listen to the trailer right here, and then uh, we'll get into this, uh, this the trailers on this VHS and the movie. From another time comes a man of great power. Talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. A warrior of incredible strength. You've the devil in you. We've been kinsmen 20 years. Connor McLeod was my kinsman. I don't know who you are. Because you were born different, men will fear you, try to drive you away. 
a man uncertain of his future. What you got here, Brenda, is a guy who's been creeping around since at least 1700. It's not possible. And haunted by his past. Wait a minute, Nash. I want some answers. You cannot die, McLeod. I am Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. Now I am immortal. <laughs> A hero who is about to face his greatest challenge. You will always be weaker than I. What can you tell me about a seven-foot lunatic hacking away with a broadsword at one o'clock in the morning, New York City, 1985? Not much. For he is not alone. In the end... There can be only one. There can be only one. And here we are, we're the princes of the universe. Here we belong, fighting for survival. We've come to be the rulers of your world. Oh, did you hear Christopher Lambert's wonderful Scottish accent? Yeah, no, watching the movie, it doesn't suck. I got some questions about that. So we're going to cast a French-Swiss guy playing a Scotsman with a French accent. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Like, we got a Scotsman playing an Egyptian Spaniard who's got a British accent. We've got an American playing a Russian with an American accent. And reading up on this, Christopher Lambert was like almost, he's almost legally blind up close and so we're going to cast a guy who's almost legally blind to be in a role that requires elaborate sword fighting choreography yep 1980s checks out i mean when i was watching it i didn't realize it sounded like christopher lambert had a, a mouthful of marvels at times yeah apparently he could barely speak any english and he was like memorizing his lines and then trying to say them all so you couldn't ad lib much because he would get confused so it's like a jean-claude situation Pretty much, yeah. They said he had a dialect coach and he was learning English. And so I guess they ended up shooting a lot of the action scenes first because, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have to talk as much in those. And then doing, you know, after he's been running lines with people and stuff. So uh, there, there are certain I noticed it, too. There there are certain times in the movie where I was like, oh, you know, his Eng English isn't that bad. That must have been later in the shoot. <laughs> I'll tell you what, hats off, to, hats off to him then, because, I mean, he came along quick, and that's better than most people could do, and that's pretty impressive how fast he picked it up. I can't speak another language, so good for him. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it has a lot to do with they're spending millions of dollars on this film, and they will fucking replace your ass if you don't learn it. <laughs> I, I looked up the soundtrack. It yeah. is literally Michael Kamen, so he does all the instrumentals, and everybody else other than Sean Connery is Queen. Sean Connery, it just has the prologue, prologue in there. So, damn. The rest is 100% Queen, other than the instrumentals. I think they did the same thing for Flash Gordon, right? Yeah, I thought the whole soundtrack was Queen on Flash, but I'm sure it's got a composer in there somewhere. 
Yeah, that's fun that they did that. I wonder if they did any other films. I'm I'm sure some nerd can tell us. We appreciate that nerd. Technically, we're supposed to be the nerds. We are the nerds, but we're not those type of nerds. I didn't do any research before this. Nah, it's like fucking watch the movie. So, yeah, that was a long-ass trailer, wasn't it? Whew. Well, it was. It can keep going. New ones, man, they're like seven minutes. Yeah, I know. Anything that anything that's like comic book related, they're like, okay, we got to hit every, every demographic. <laughs> you guys have already read the comics. You already know the storyline. Here's a trailer. It should be like, like Disney should just put out one minute trailers and be like, yeah, we're Disney. All you fucking fanboys are going to come. Fuck it. And uh, here's some explosions. I'm not really ripping Disney and the Marvel whole thing there. I'm just saying like they don't have to do anything. People are going to come. Uh Anyway, um, yeah, so let's get into the trailers on this. This one had uh, one fun trailer. Actually, this one had two great trailers, uh, something called Apex from 1994. Like I said, this VHS I have is a re-release from 93. So this Apex thing is, you know, like a bounty hunter robot thing straight to video. Mwah. It is. I I fucking want to see this. I want to find this and see this just because it is such like a Terminator Robocop exploitation movie. It's just. Oh, it's it's 100% a Robocop ripoff. I I should have looked up the trailers before this. I gave you the link, but you were. I know you did. I had to work. I actually yeah, think it's on YouTube. If anyone, I know, I know. It. I should have looked it up before. Well, no, the trailer, of course, is on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure the whole movie is. And then the second film, which was originally like the trailer had infested on it, but uh, anyone who is a direct-to-video fan, a direct-to-video horror fan, is going to know Ticks. Oh yeah, uh, that movie's great. If you love monster flicks with practical effects and ooze. Oh, it's perfect. You know, I had never heard of this movie until you sent that trailer to me, and I want to see this bad. Oh, this one's fun. This is like uh, so bad it's good type fun. Um, Or if you're anything like Chris and I, you know, like a Wednesday night fun. (laughs) Yeah, like we talked earlier. You you talked earlier the last time we were talking about Top Gun Maverick. When I watch a movie, I want to have fun. I want to be entertained in some fashion. I don't really want to have to deal with today's geopolitical situation just give me something fun if, even if it's terrible if it's just if it's fun to just make fun of then it's it still wins i either want to learn or fucking not care about anything because 45 won the election right right guys 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 sure yeah politics <laughs> there's one guy who's like fucking hell yeah I'm listening to this. I doubt podcast. it. I, I doubt he's on that part of this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this whole network really makes it uh, a, a demographic against that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I got to go, guys. I got to wash my American flag cape. Um, <laughs> uh, that's against flag code. So oh, you can't bad. put it. Well, it's a cape. It's not an actual flag. Mm, you can't put it on that, or you can't put it on clothing or anything with, that is disposable. It can't touch the ground. We can go. You can't alter it for sale. So, I mean, we can keep those Blue Lives Matter flags. Those are really against a federal crime. But, you know, I don't pay attention to that stuff or anything. Yeah, I tried pointing that out to somebody, and I was kind of told to shut the fuck up. So. Yeah, I need to get flag code printed out on a uh, business card and just hand it out to people as they disrespect it. 
I know. And, and then Brad could actually like pull the like veteran card, but they'd still probably tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you didn't fight right. Okay. You didn't do it. You gotta be the, you gotta be the right kind of veteran to pull that stuff off. So if you're not humping a flag, you ain't the right kind. I was almost there with you right around nine 11, but then I discovered, you know, like punk music and stuff. And, uh, I veered. You would have done fine in the army. <laughs> I know. Just smoking cigarettes and doing something on the side. Dude, been fine. My brother came home from the army. And he was like fucking smoking like a chimney. And I'm like, don't you have to run? Doesn't that hurt your lungs? He didn't care. Nah, I built endurance. <laughs> That's right. All right. Let's get into this film. And now our feature presentation. Oh, man. Um, I do love I, I got the uh, entire opening monologue i don't know what you call this the intro from sean connery Fucking uh, love monologues. <laughs> yeah i know just like the they're not gonna understand it all right we'll just put someone read in front of them uh but uh here we go you read that in his bathroom yeah <laughs> yeah listen listen for the echo people here we go it's really good for acoustics mm-hmm. from the dawn of time we came moving silently down through the centuries living many secret lives, struggling to reach the time of the gathering, when the few who remain will battle to the last. No one has ever known we were among you. Until now. Here we are! Nope, gotta cut that, uh... Yeah, you don't want to get copyright. But I, you know, I just watched this the other day, and I didn't realize it was about the gathering, uh, gathering of the juggalos or anything like that. Every time I hear Sean Carney, I just get reminded of like, remember, fellows, fifty-seven no's and a yes still means yes. I'm surprised they didn't get his toilet flushing in that. Sometimes uh, you just gotta smack your wife, but she won't <laughs> shut up, and you need her to shut up. You gotta give her a little smack. He's something, man. He would have not made it in this climate. Holy shit. And he, no one really talks shit about him. They're just like, yeah, well, that, you know, he's from a different time. He gets away with everything. Yeah, but how many of our grandparents, you're like, are tight as fuck, and then just say something, you're like, all right. Oh, oh, yeah. You just don't say that. Oh, yeah. My my grandma, who's a Jehovah's Witness, has said some things where I'm like, what? And then she'll turn around and give you a pie, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I don't know. Different era. Uh, yeah, old people, man. Different era. Yeah, just different people. God, I hope I hope it's true that he read that in the bathroom. Oh, I thought you guys were just making a joke. Is that supposed to be a thing? That Yeah, that's what the internet says, but I haven't heard him say that. I know a lot of bands that record in bathrooms, so, I mean, the acoustics. Uh, yeah, but it sounds like he's got, like, like tile just bouncing the echoes all over the place, and that's mm -hmm. why they kind of, like, made it, like, spacey. They're like, oh, he's in space. <laughs> and it's really because the audio guy's like this is shit man we can't get him to like go to an audio he's like no you talk to connery about this he doesn't care about this movie did you see That's how much money movie. we gave him yeah he didn't give a fuck he probably made I, i'm gonna guess like it uh, this 18 million dollar budget he probably made like 15 20 percent of it he's the only known name right because clancy brown wasn't he wasn't known at this time it's not like he had done shawshank right that's a movie I've never seen. Oh, come on. I, okay, skipping it. Skipping it. I'm not talking about that. What's wrong with you? Okay, skipping. Skipping. No, no, no. It's fine. There's so many like things I've seen that I think it's weird that people haven't seen. And I was like, yeah, I haven't seen Shawshank. It will come up on like Fox when I was a kid, and then I'd see a bit, and then I'd see a bit, and then I'd see a bit. I've just never seen the whole thing. 
yeah, so Queen plays over the credits. It's fucking awesome. And and then it immediately puts you into a wrestling match at Madison Square Garden. Oh, and I God. see as soon as I see Michael Hayes and the fabulous Freebirds, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Confederate flags, but, you know, fabulous ones. Yeah, well, different. I, I fuck my male cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like that was such an era too where these guys like you know now that we've watched like darker side of the ring or anything like that these wrestlers this is the time where wrestlers just like burnt themselves out and they're like just in awful shape when it comes to the 90s you look at him like when he was on wwe in the 90s he's just drunk and like stumbling around <laughs> yeah but that's oh like, yeah you know those guys had to perform like every day of the year and whether you're hurt or not so you're taking all kinds of the painkillers and what else to keep you going and yeah it's gonna take its toll oh yeah handful of drugs and alcohol just self-medicating and so you can you know make those couple thousand dollars at the home shows the dream that's right that's living <laughs> on the edge like fucking one injury away from like living in your mother's basement again <laughs> speaking of that scene during the crane shot did you see all the fans that turned to the camera and cheered Oh, no, I didn't catch that. So, in the, like, right in the beginning, there's two dudes, and I, I paused it and used that fancy VCR to rewind. We went down, and uh, there's another guy, and then there's another guy. They just turned around and cheered at the camera, and I was like, this is tight. I don't know how long they'd been there. If they were, to me, it looked like they were letting them drink, uh, because, like, these extras that are around uh christopher lambert uh because connor mcleod looks fucking crazy in that seat and then the obnoxious ludicrous fans are around him and i'm like no one like i've been to some wrestling matches you know they're pretty crazy but these these people are all nuts so i'm thinking they let them drink for a while that's a little level of dedication that you're not typically going to get from an extra yeah but yeah if you get wrestling extras though get them some booze in them uh, they they love to, f to perform they, they want to be these wrestlers i think you get any extras with some booze in them they'll perform i don't know i, I can't see like harry potter extras getting that crazy give a little cocaine and see what happens <laughs> that'd be a whole different movie <laughs> I, i'd watch that harry potter <laughs> uh but i mean it's pretty cool I was actually surprised, like every time I watch this, I kind of forget that, it, you know, like starts in Madison Square Garden. And I think that's a really bold move because I don't know how many people were into wrestling at the time. You seen over the top? Well, yeah, that's one of the greatest. I mean, like any of those made, things. Right? It, was, it, it might have not been wrestling, but it's the whole you know, boxing scene in the beginning. It's just. I think actually they wanted to film it at an NHL hockey hockey game, but the NHL said no because they didn't want to be thought of as being overly violent or something like that some something to that extent um, yeah because they were just going to show the fighting scenes yeah it's just like the nhl concerned about violence as they're the only american sport that like lets people just drop and go bare knuckle fighting <laughs> it's fun too because right away we get a flashback but it's a really quick one that you know shows off that you know connor mcleod can't speak with the scottish accent and he's in the mcleod clan like now that i, I so mcleod is spelled m-a-c-l-e-o-d and mm -hmm. when i in this uh software that i use that uh you know i i made chris chris mcleod and then he pointed out he's just like mac cloud 
And I'm like, oh, no, I spelt it wrong. No, that's literally how you spell it. And now every time I look at it, I can't pronounce it right. Macleoid. (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway, yeah, he's he's in the clan Uh, and uh, it goes right back to 1985. And right when it shows him fighting this old guy with sunglasses inside, by the way, I was like, wait, is this guy 50 or 70? Like he could be either. But also, it's like the the weakest fight scene ever for people that have been around thousands of years in multiple battles. Yeah. Because think about it. Like, either the old man that died, died of, like, old age or getting hit by a car, or he's been in war and then finally died when he was 70. So he's supposed to be an elite warrior, and all he does is backflips. He's real fucking good at backflips. He was amazing at backflips. Like, well, that seems to be excessive in a way to like retreat and like have some awareness of where your enemy's at. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, that scene where he goes all the way down the rows of cars. Yeah, I gotta admit, if you're in like a sword duel and you want to like save some energy, you know, to fight your opponent, I don't know if the backflips down the garage. Yeah, is I think idea. I think running's probably just better, or just a light jog. It's it's <laughs> yeah, not like just... Connor was chasing him. But, you know, he ends up cutting off his head. Uh, and then uh, I, I do love in it, like he like stashes the katana, you know, his his irreplaceable katana in this garage and then runs, but immediately gets, you know, arrested. <laughs> yeah. So he runs immediately. And then there's this weird time jump that seems like he didn't run immediately. And then the cops just show up. Yeah, that was a weird edit. Yeah, it was like he, he made it seem like he ran really fast, but then took 20 or 30 minutes hot wiring a car. Oh, wait, did he hot wire a car? I don't know. He just drove away in a car. Yeah, I thought, well, he, he makes good money. He's got that antique place. I'm sure it was his own. But yeah, he gets immediately arrested uh, after fighting. This guy's name is Amon Fassel. I, I just wrote that down because I was like, his name's Amon. Probably not how you pronounce it, but you know, fuck it. I can't. The remember. character or the the actor. That old man is the character name. The character's name is Amon Fassel. Oh, Apparently, it was supposed to be one of his older enemies. I'm sure there's a lot more backstory in the original script, but they're like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> just kill the old man who could be a CIA agent. I just want to say, coming out to your car destroyed and blown up like that's got to be something weird after a wrestling event. Yeah, like the adrenaline's like slowly pouring out, you know, it's your fate. And then and every car is just blown up, oil shot everywhere. It was the weirdest like car orgy I've ever seen. And then we go immediately into another flashback where it's just like they're going to war and joking around that, you know, like. So you got this like redhead Scottish girl who's like, don't die, Connor, come back. And, you know, they're doing that. And he gets this war and. He wants to fight everyone, but no one, you know, everyone clears out of the way because like this crazy looking character called K- the Krugen. Uh, wait, is his name Krugen? It's Kurgan. Kurgan. Yeah, this crazy character called the Kurgan with his badass helmet, which looks a little bit like the Willow helmet. They call him the Dark Knight during the battle. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I like how apparently, you know, he, he's like been recruited. And he'll help them win this war as long as he gets, you know, Connor McLeod to kill. Was he recruited or did he search them out? Uh, Either way, it's just like, I'll help you win. 
but the boy is mine. And then he like dispatches of him in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. He just stabs him in the ribs. Yeah, and then like his cousins or whatever stop him from taking his head. And uh, I, I do love how when he's returned and magically he recovers, everyone's like, he's the devil. Get rid of him. He's the devil. Hey, man, I've been your friend since we're 11, but I'm really going to fuck you here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, you crazy devil. I, that was crazy to me that like, well, I mean, it's like 1500s. I, I'm not surprised that these people are like, it's the devil. Yeah, people were a little superstitious back then. But the, the thing is, like his girlfriend or his betrothed or whatever she was, she's just like, the, she's like leading the pack to like burn him to death. She's the one that, that took the flowers out of her titties for him. Yeah, I mean, she wanted his cock. Now she wants to burn his cock. I mean, she's she's getting crazy. Everyone, just picture that visual of a burning penis. Go ahead. Erect or flaccid? <laughs> well, I would say flaccid. I mean, there's a, there's a mob around you. Who gets hard around a mob? I don't know what Connor's into. That's true. We don't. We don't. And we're never we really... Well, he's Anything kinda, about Connor. Well, he likes women. That's all we know. And he learns a sword fight. I don't know. I, uh, I, yeah, it was pretty funny that she was like leading it and everything like that. And I, I tell you what, though, they're really missing the potential to make some money because he could travel around in a show. You could stab him. You're like the man who can't die. People would pay to watch that back then. Or you just give people money like a rage room where they get to kill somebody. Don't <sighs> give them money. They give you money. But well, yeah, I know what you mean. I hadn't thought of that. That would have have been like a major industry back then. I know Chris and I were like immediately, how can we make money off this guy not dying? (laughs) I don't like being poor. Let's figure this out. (laughs) Uh, Eventually he would be like, how come you're taking 60%? Listen here, Connor. I'm the one who came up with the idea and I have the tent. I'm the one that advertises. I'm the one who does all the work. You just die. You're lucky I don't take 80. You can't even speak with a Scottish accent and we're in Scotland. What's wrong with you? Anyway, let's be friends for life so I can make all this money. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, I do have this note. Uh, Connor gets arrested and we're introduced to Brenda, a forensic ev- uh, expert who conveniently also wrote a book called The Metallurgical History of Ancient Sword Making. Wow, nice mm-hmm. job, scriptwriters. Yeah. <laughs> the dude, when she shows up, the cop goes, Hi, Brenda. You're pretty. And then he says, you, you, uh, F slur Nash out of nowhere. I don't, I don't know that that one cop is just a piece of shit. Oh yeah. He, he says the, the F word F A G. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh wow. I forgot about that. That's the eighties, but, uh, um, I mean, I'm fine watching it. I'm just not going to say it on yeah. a, a modern podcast. I'll be crass and stuff like that, but uh, I won't say that. And Connor McLeod straight up punches a cop. I mean, the cops started the fight and they have no evidence against Connor. But uh, I was just like, "Mm, I don't think that would fly today. Yeah, because I think he was hiding something in his hand, like in his right hand. But they never showed what he was hiding or anything. They tried to pry his hand open and then he just punched him. Well, and like the the chief's like, hey, hey, uh, you can't leave. And he just Connor keeps walking. And I'm like, that's not happening today. No, no. Uh, But then, you know what? The the film does get a little classy because we get a little Sean Connery introduced in a flashback. And I love that his name is Juan Sanchez Villalobos 
Ramirez, a swordsman from Egypt, but has a Spanish name and a Scottish accent. Because he works for the Spanish king, whatever the word is at the time. Conquistadors? But he is a conquistador. I, I still don't get the origin of his character. I, yeah, I don't like, get your, it. Your accent's weird for a Spaniard or something. He's like, I'm not Spanish. I'm Egyptian. Which makes it even weirder. Like, no, you made me more confused. You didn't like elaborate this and like clarify it. <laughs> He's just like, ah, fuck it. Anyway, you want to learn how to sword fight? Because <laughs> you're immortal. It was nice of him to show up there and, you know, just help him out rather than just like cutting his head off, which he could have easily done. That was a good thing about the show. It showed like all these friendships that they developed throughout the years. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to survive to the end, you need a partner. Krugan was a threat to everything. The Highlanders, because like the majority of Highlanders are men, because I mean, come on, everybody, women can't sword fight. Um, <laughs> they, can't, they can't live forever. What, what kind of universe would that be? Yeah, they have, to have children. We're barren. They shouldn't have rights. Uh, I mean, what? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, not political. Are living in Highlander. <laughs> well, we're, we're living pre nineteen sixty something, whatever. Um, anyway, political. So he teaches him the sword fight and everything. Uh, and he also explains the rules, uh, which let's see here. Do I have that clip? You must learn to conceal your special gift and harness your power until the time of the gathering. What gathering? When only a few of us are left, we will feel an irresistible pull towards a faraway land. To fight for the prize. Yep, you gotta fight for that prize. We don't know what that prize is, but we do find we out. We never will. I mean, yeah, it's confusing what the prize is. Yeah, it's it's a little odd. We'll get to that. Yeah, that that's one thing with this movie I have a problem with. But um, there's so many flashbacks in this film. This this film should not work because like there's fucking flashback. Five minutes later, flashback. Ten minutes later, flashback. Five minutes later, flashback. But it does. Uh, they, yeah. they figure this out. They're all enthralling. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to not see what's going on. Well, they all have a purpose. The whole movie is really, really good. And I forgot that. Yeah, it, it keeps moving. It's actually shorter than I would think. I think it's only like. Oh, no, wait, I think the second one's really short. The theatrical. This one, I think, is pretty short, though. Like according to Tubi, it was two hours long. Oh, well, Tubi's a fucking... I know, I hated giving you guys that link, but trust me, you did not want the VHS uh, rip that I had. I just didn't want to dig through all mine. I, I finally found them, and then as soon as I started ripping the first one, I go, ah, this is not that good, and the second one's a fucking atrocious. Is it like future sport? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because the movie's dark like Blade Runner as it is, but anyway, yeah, I, I believe this is... It's under two hours for sure. That I know. 111 minutes, according to Wikipedia. It it feels it feels like it continually moves, even though you're constantly stepping backwards with the flashbacks. But like I said, the flashbacks all have a purpose. There's a reason. And this next one, you know, shows the Kurgan killing. I mean, spoiler alert, guys. It, he he's killing Ramirez, and that's a that's a crazy fight. Yeah, it's got it's got Lord of the Flies style bricks that come out that are just styrofoam. <laughs> yeah, they're flying all over the place. <laughs> And you've got the, like Ramirez with this sweet katana sword, and then you got the Kurgan with just this massive fucking broadsword that probably weighed like thirty pounds. 
Uh, and then, yeah, he, he takes his head and we see the quickening destroy what was left of Connor's like house castle. He just fucking falls. Yeah. And lightning bolt hits the stairs and is like, whoa. <laughs> that was a good like like mid movie fight. Maybe it was mid movie. It gave me way more Star Wars fights than the first one. It's like their sword hits the bricks and it's just sparks. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that, that's a good connection. And I was going to say, too, it does set up this movie for the rest of it. It's a like a full-on revenge movie to me. Oh, yeah. Like, the second the second half of this film is, like, a different... Like The first half was just, like, explaining, you know, a lot of characters. They're laying down a lot of plot. And this shouldn't work. This should be, you know, like, convoluted and just stuffed full of crap. And it is. But at the same time, it really works well. Because the second half is basically in New York, where... You know, the Krugan comes into New York and man, he is delightful to watch, by the way, when he gets into present day. I fucking loved listening to him interact with the motel patrons. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel it was revenge until the, the church scene when he learns about his wife. That's true. Well, yeah, I think he understood like this is just what Highlanders are and this is what we do. Yeah, I think this is more because I already know the plot. Yeah, I'm actually like kind of creating a story that actually isn't there. He doesn't know anything about revenge. Okay, yeah, I'll walk I'll walk that back. Yeah. Think going back, the first time you've seen this movie, you're thinking, okay, this isn't a revenge movie until that church scene, which we'll get into. I mean, you could say he's trying to revenge Ramirez, but he also seems like he's trying to live his life and avoid the Kurgan. Or I actually yeah. I don't even know if it's avoid the Kurgan. Like the Kurgan's just not a part of his life anymore. No. Yeah, he doesn't know where he is. He's just doing whatever he's doing. So like I would have loved a prequel of just the Kurgan. The only problem with a, a prequel with a character like that is, you know, he won't die. Someone else would have to die connected to him to see like why he went evil or something. But anyway, um, and they were a, a fighting breed is what they said. They used to throw children and dogs together to fight over meat. Oh, that's fucked up. I didn't catch that. Yeah, they're like, think about like the 300 where they just bred you to fight. I pointed this out. I don't know when this happens in the story, but like the whole flashback where Connor saves Rachel from the Nazis. I was like, fuck man, the Nazis get into all these movies. I feel like half of the movies we've done in analog Jones, somehow a Nazi gets in there. I mean, it was common in the eighties. It's easy to take a shit on the Nazis. And it was a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. A lot of your moviegoers back in the eighties would have been what? Like, uh, yeah, well, they would have been about 60 something world war two veterans. So, yeah, that was back in the day when we believed the Nazis killed all the Jews. Now, now apparently, according to Twitter, they didn't. You fucking idiots. Political. <laughs> but I, was, I, I, me and my girlfriend were looking up like movie posters that we can print online for art around the house. And Crawl Space is one of my favorite movies. But there's a big swastika on it in his ooh, eye. I was like, ooh. Yeah. But, you know, they just made Nazis the villains of a lot of 80s movies because, you know, the easiest thing to describe a Nazi. Oh, yeah. The easiest thing to hate is a Nazi. Yeah. You don't need a backstory uh, anymore. You're just like, oh, yeah, he's back because he's a Nazi. I mean, George Lucas goes, hmm, I got really bad people here. We'll just make them Nazis. And and no one cared. Everyone's just like, those are Nazis. And I don't give a shit because this is fun. <laughs> And then he just did it again with Indiana Jones. And guess what? It's fun. No one gives you know, fuck the Nazis. Yeah, who cares about the Nazis? Come yeah. on. Getting farther into this, you know, where uh, Brenda finds pieces of Connor's katana. And then because she's an expert on swords, you know, I do love how she like 
you know, it was like asking him, what can you tell me about uh, 15 or whatever, 500 AD Katana that and he's like, I don't know. But when he meets her in the bar and then she follows him and then the Kurgan and him start fighting, you know, with the helicopter above. Dude, that helicopter. He's like, hey, stop. Hey, get back here. Stop running. Where are you going? Yeah. How do we how do we get him, guys? We could follow him. Mm, Little light on gas. I don't know, Todd. I don't know if we can make it. Well, me and he went in a tunnel. We can't go down there. You're right. I, it's just so bizarre how they didn't follow him. And, but you know what? I, I do love how Connor's just like running around in these white sneakers and like dad pants. Yeah, he rocks the dad jeans in uh, Highlander too also. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess when you're immortal at this point, you just really care about being comfortable. You're like, I'll get laid eventually. 10 years, 20 years. Who cares? <laughs> I've been alive for 4,000. It's fine. Eventually, I'm going to find someone who just like really likes immortals. You know, they got a kink for it. I would think after 400 years, you'd come up with some pretty good lines <laughs> to meet the situation. Yeah, it's telling people you're immortal after a helicopter sees you in the alley. Oh, OK. So like going in further in this story, uh, I forgot to make a note. And then I was reading the plot on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, yeah, the whole Sunda guy who's like his friend, the other friend immortal who gets like just destroyed by the Kurgan. And then the greatest character other than Clancy Brown in this film, the freedom fighter witness who's cruising around in a firebird. That's after he goes to Brenda's apartment. You're skipping ahead. There, Steven. Well, no, what? Who cares about Brenda's apartment? I want to talk about Brenda's apartment fighter. scene was great where he finds the gun and the recorder and sees the cops. And he's like, I love your place. It's got a great view. Oh, Are yeah, you gonna shoot yeah. me with a forty-five after you turn off the recorder? It's like a stupid throwaway scene, but it's it's got a lot of good lines in it. But yeah, move on. That guy's tight. She's like, please, please don't leave. Tell me about the sword. Have you read my book? It's just crazy that they put this much effort in storylines. You know, like backstory behind just a witness. He's just there to be a witness and tell the cops that it wasn't Connor. It's. The, some other guy He's with just the, you know cruising like, around in his firebird with a bunch of assault rifles or Uzis or whatever he has at the time. I'm gonna get I'm gonna find anyone who doesn't agree with exactly what I agree with and I'm gonna clean this city up. Yeah, what is he cruising for? Crime? I guess. I don't know. I, I think he's like the Punisher, but you know, like forty pounds or you know, about thirty pounds overweight. Think about it though, the Punisher was probably a little overweight. He was relaxing with his family when the, the cops killed them all. It's true. And then, then he got into shape. You know, it's like, it's the first week of the Punisher. You don't just lose weight overnight. This is the Punisher who actually, you know, got like, like fucking worked on his first assignment. He's just like, oh shit, this is going to be hard. Just playing Freebird as loud as possible, drinking Coors or whatever. <laughs> Bushlight, Budweiser, whatever yard beer he chooses. I, I do like how he tells the cops like this crazy shit, how he's just like, oh, you know, all this lightning struck him. But they don't have him like say it out loud. He says it behind, you know, like you, you're muffled through glass so you can't hear it. And the cops come out and they're like, yeah, uh, how about we not mention the second half? <laughs> <laughs> One of the best parts about that scene, though, is like all the, the like sex workers, the, 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 the people of the street are there. And then all of a sudden that old couple just rolls up. Mm. Just, just like watching oh, yeah. what it going on. And I was like, what were, what are they doing in that alley? 
What are you doing there? <laughs> what are you guys looking for? Albert wanted to have a good time. <laughs> That's not where bingo night is. Uh, then he like chucks that old guy out of the car and he goes like, where are you going with my car? And he's driving off with his wife and stuff. She's on the hood. She's like, ah! Well, he like peeled off half the hood and then just drove off. He just, I do love how Clancy, Clancy Brown has an ability to not give a shit in this film and also appear to be trying. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, there's like, the best like, villain I have ever seen. Uh, he is amazing. I I have thought about this guy for years. I thought he was a number two, which reiterates I watched this a lot as a child. I don't remember it very well. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's one of the best he's like, so good. 80s villains that not enough people talk about. Dude, the church scene that happens after this is just amazing. That was something I was going to talk about in this movie. It's like people just don't reckon people need to recognize his performance and how great it was. Yeah, he's intimidating, funny, and creepy all at the same time. Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. I mean, these first two films, they get Michael Ironstein and, and Clancy Brown, and it's great. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about the second one, but just like people who can choose scenery around Christopher Lambert. Now, Christopher Lambert is a much better actor later on, but in this one, you know, he's just kind of like kind of getting by. He's he's not very good. I've seen Mortal Kombat. Uh, he doesn't get better. He, he's got roles where he is better. How can I can say that? But I feel like he also gets into these roles where he's miscast or he can't speak English like this one. You saying Mortal Kombat wasn't cultural misappropriation there? I mean, he looked Japanese to me. <laughs> I don't give a shit what it was. That movie is tight as fuck. There's a lot of fun watching Mortal Kombat. I don't care what anyone says. Mortal Kombat 1 or 2. I, I walked around my college campus telling everybody Mortal Kombat 2 is better than Mortal Kombat 1. And if you don't like it, I will windmill kick you out the door. So you're, you're that fucking guy. Oh, my God. I didn't God. go to college. I was making fun of Brad. I, I mean, you could have got a community college. I went to community college for a while. I went to trade school. A bunch of 30-year-olds. Trading VHSs, you <laughs> fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. Anyway, I got the church here. Uh, this is a pretty fun little 30-second. Ramirez's blade did not cut deeply enough. You was right about you. You were slime. Ramirez was an effete snob. He died on his knees. I took his head and raped his woman before his blood was even cold. <laughs> I see. Ramirez lied. She was not his woman. She was your woman, and she never told you. I wonder why. Dude, that scene was so good. How he, like, does the fingers around the mouth and licks at the fucking nurses. Or not nurses, the nuns. Yeah, the nuns. Ah, they don't have a sense of... <laughs> and then he licks the priest's hand at the end, too. Oh, that was, like, just... Who came up oh. with that? He probably uh... did. Yeah, I'm going to say Clancy Brown did. He's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was he's probably doing that uh what is that acting where you act like the character all the time? Oh, 
horse shit. That's what it is, horse shit. <laughs> but yeah, so he probably pretended and was an asshole the entire time. Yeah, where someone claims to be method, and what that really means is I can be a complete asshole forever. <laughs> yeah, I send you shit in the mail and the create a cult. You know, that kind of person. Uh, yeah, I, I do love how he ends up like, you know, kidnapping Brenda for the sheer fact to just like bring out Connor. But I guess we should talk about how Connor, before we get to the final fight, how Connor decides to tell Brenda because she like confronts him. She's like, you know, I know you're this been living this same life over and over killing one and whatever. Uh, and then he decides he's just like, no, no, I'm immortal. Here's how I can prove it. And he fucking puts the blade in her hand and stabs him. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing gets a girl hotter than having them stab you. <laughs> Or or causes severe mental trauma they have to deal with the rest of their lives. But he got laid. I mean, that's really what matters. Yeah, they make out, like, instantly. And I was like, what the f- fuck? Nothing like bonded trauming. Or like, trauma bonding. Whatever. It's like trauma boning. Yeah. I mean, and then she fucking marries him. That's the theme of this franchise. There's more trauma boning later on, too. Yeah, we have to get to her death eventually. That was it, it was it. She did not deserve any of what happened to her. Oh, yeah. They that's... played her character down so, so. Oh, much. I mean, Jesus, she must have pissed off Harvey Weinstein or something because they really shit on her. Spoiler for number two. He gets up and walks away like time to go do other things now. Did not give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't give a shit when she died. Yeah, so uh, the Kurgan, uh, you know, kidnaps her to to bring out Connor. And of course he's going to come and everything like that, which leads to a badass fight, final fight. They did justice in this. Did, did you watch the same movie as I did? What? When Clancy Brown is just walking around yelling, cutting down like signs or whatever the fuck it was on this like it studio. Is, it's such a lame fucking fight. It's like nobody nobody knows how to train these guys choreographing. So somebody in their backyard with sticks is like, we'll slowly move here and then slowly move here. And yeah, when he did the spin thing to cut down the fucking sign. But it, other than that, you like see wires everywhere that are connected to the actors. Oh, yeah. It is one of the lamest fucking fights I've ever seen. That is something that I never noticed until this viewing, like watching it. Like you can see so many of the wires, uh, but I mean, Clancy Brown's just running around like fucking throwing his sword wildly everywhere. Bash everything he hits like sparks. And it just cuts through everything. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it it's like, <laughs> it was tight. I mean, no one knows how to sword fight in this fucking film, except no, like- they are the worst fights I've ever seen. They're like. It's like when you're playing in the backyard with your friend and you telegraph everything so that they block your hits. That's what these fights are. I guess if somebody didn't really speak English, that's kind of a good way to get around it. I enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> I would say that I, that I enjoyed the end where he like he cuts off his head and he doesn't even realize his head's cut off quite yet and he still doesn't believe it. And then he's like smirking and then his head just falls off. Oh, I love that. I'm a huge fan of anime, and that is that is uh, a thing they do all the time. Or in that that, that horror movie on a ship, I can't remember where Mudvayne plays ghost, in the beginning. Ghost ship. Yeah, ghost ship. Everybody gets cut in half. That's like the best part of that entire film, probably. Yeah, that uh, and Mudvayne. 
<sighs> you and your mud vein. It's new metal all the way. And Matt, I'm here. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still carrying your legacy. He's not listening. Talk to my brothers. <laughs> they love new metal. He doesn't give a shit. Matt's a director now. He doesn't care. I'm writing a movie. Good luck, buddy. I'm writing a movie. I can't <laughs> podcast with you anymore. I can't waste time. I don't know why he just became like like a total bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. I gotta direct people. <laughs> Good luck, man. I hope it fucking rolls. And I hope I get a role in that film. I will fuck <laughs> you until the end of time. <laughs> Can I be an extra? whatever it takes to get in i don't care so yeah he gets the quickening he gets all this lightning and then they move to scotland but my favorite part of all this is just like you kind of like he's like i get to be immortal and have children and i can read people's minds i can hear everything (laughs) everybody's thinking at all times but they gloss over the becoming moral thing so fast yeah, because he immediately goes, I hope to encourage cooperation, understanding, and peace among humanity. And I'm like, uh, you're failing, dude. Yeah, way to go. But, you know, at least they didn't make a sequel to this. They closed it out. They knew that they mm-hmm. shouldn't move on anymore. And they did a good job. They just one film, one off. That's it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. One and done. That's how I like my movies. That's right. Good job, guys. Um, and we'll be back next week for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> honestly honestly you could do another podcast series like a spinoff of analog jones just talking about this highlander 2 it could be its own series all on its own yeah you think we have very few listeners now when we get to the <laughs> highlander <laughs> you want to go from 37 down to 12 oh 12's high i was going for like maybe single digits of eight eight maybe and I'm sure there's people who love the series. We are not going to really talk about that. Um, but the series was good from what I remember. All right, guys. Chris, do you recommend Highlander from 1986? I fucking do. This movie's amazing. Wires all right. and all. Brad, do you recommend Highlander 1986? 100%. Yeah, that's a sweep. This is a really good sci-fi film that shouldn't work and it really does i mean because like as soon as you go past like three flashbacks i'm like "Mm, that's uh that's some bad script writing nope no it works perfect and then you know you got stuff like oh the girl is actually like a sword expert an ancient sword expert and i'd be like "Mm, that sounds stupid nope completely works in this no one cares because clancy brown sean connery you just like carry the in-between scenes in this that you love. And then like, I kind of forget that Christopher Lambert's in this film, even though he's like in 70% of the runtime because like Clancy Brown is fucking awesome. Holy shit. There's not many people who can upstage Sean Connery, but Clancy Brown does. Yeah, no, he was amazing. One of the best villains I've ever seen. Yeah. I'd say he, he earns his own wing in the museum. Yeah. Speaking of that, what's going on in the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is a part of the show where we go out into the film jungle like Indy and bring something back. Good or bad. I'll let Brad start. What's going in the museum? Well, it's just everything Clancy Brown does in this movie. 
I mean, you're not wrong. In fact, you're 110% right. I mean, the, the guy's fucking great. Wow. Like, it doesn't even, I didn't even do him justice in that clip because I kind of want people to just like go on. Uh, is it to be, what was this? Um, I forget. Like, it's streaming free yeah, it somewhere. Was, it was TV is what I watched it on. Yeah. I mean, just, the, you know, the, the advertisements suck, but this movie's well worth it. And it's awesome. In fact, I would say if, like, if you really are into sci fi, you should probably own this. I mean, you can buy it for like $5 on Voodoo. I looked it up. I didn't buy it, but I'm just saying it's like, oh, that's awfully cheap for such a sci fi classic. But I guarantee you, if they come out with uh, like a, another movie of this like a reboot or whatever that price is going to go up uh yeah so buy it now help out walmart because you know they need it or amazon or whoever whatever all these rich companies uh chris what are you putting in the museum the same fucking thing man it is the best part of this entire movie like every scene he is in is just great like i I can't think of another thing i'm gonna split you two up so I'm going to let Chris put in the 1500s, like Scottish, the Kurgan, And I'm going to let Brad put in New York Kurgan. How about that? I completely disagree with that, but yeah. You no, want to flip it? You want to flip it? I want, I want the, like the metal and punk Kurgan. That's true. I should have thought about that. <laughs> I'll take the medieval rapist Kurgan. Yeah. Uh, I think he was sure, a sure. rapist uh, every year. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a rapist in the 80s, too. <laughs> They just didn't show it. And they're like, can we can really two rape scenes? Like, well, technically the first one we didn't show. Yeah. Okay. We're good. No, well, I mean that the, the, the scene with the prostitute when she comes in is like, my name's candy. Well, she didn't sound like that. She goes, my name's candy. <laughs> I, like, I don't remember. He goes, like that. I bet it is. No, it's, or it sounds of, about of right. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Whatever he says. And then he's like, don't ever talk to me again to the other guy. And like threatens him. Yeah, that's what he's like. So intimidating. He's just like, I mean, Clancy Brown's a big guy. At least they they make it look like he's like six four ish, two hundred. Yeah, like you know, I, th- 40 I think pounds. he I think he was a, a a track and field athlete, like a thrower of some sort at Northwestern University. So, and he was recently graduated from this, so he's still pretty young. So, oh. yeah, he's pretty athletic. Oh, that's around here. I didn't know. Yeah. That's cool. I know he used to live in Missouri for a while, which shocked the shit out of me. I mean, he probably married someone here. No one like no one outside of Missouri moves to Missouri unless they're like make million dollars playing for the Cardinals or Blues. <laughs> I, I moved to Missouri. Uh, but well, let me tell you, we got some toasted ravioli, dude, and my family. You ever had toasted ravioli? It's pretty I'm fucking. Is, I'm from St. Louis. Don't ever ask me if I've had toasted ravioli. And then what's that shitty pizza everybody likes there? Emo's? No, fuck that. I don't like that. I, I, I know. Somebody that. was like, Emo's pizza so tight. And I was like, yeah, I had it a couple times when I was drunk. I don't really like no. it. I, I went to Chicago to get the good pizza. Fuck you, New York, even though I love New York pizza. I yeah, like I love New York pizza. Your girlfriend loves you when you eat out. So That's true. We that found that out. That <laughs> the, the Facebook told us that. Brad doesn't have Facebook anymore or never did. I can't remember. I just got away from it. It's, I, yeah, I don't have it anymore. Oh, you're living much. a better life. So good for you. I think it was a good decision. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put something in for Connor McLeod, uh, but it's not going to be what you think it is. It's basically when he shoots the Nazi and says, you're the master race. 
<laughs> because I'm like, this whole scene is not needed. They could have cut this out and like saved an additional four minutes on the runtime. What they got to explain his assistant. Yeah, they do, but they don't. The assistant doesn't mean shit. Who cares? Like they could just put someone in and then say that like, he's like, you know, uh, I, I've thought of you as a daughter. I'm going to give you everything. I think it's because the screenwriter, the director was just like, oh man, wouldn't it be funny? Cause he's immortal. And he said, you're the master race. And then he kills him. I'm sticking that in. And they're probably like, yeah, but is that necessary? I don't give a fuck. I'm the director. <laughs> I do what I want. Russell McKay. He, well, is it? McCoy? We're here to have fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun scene. And we got to get Connor McLeod in here. Um, I thought about doing Ramirez because, you know, he's, he, you know, Sean Connery's charming. But when he hops over them in the horse, like his intro scene, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. When they're in like poised coital, coital, coital. Is that how you say that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He flies over in the horse and you see the horse's dong as he's going over the top of him. So I didn't know that. I'll have to rewind it. I grew up around horses. so I'm pretty familiar with the horse dong. Yeah, <laughs> they're quite large. Uh, all right. That is going to end the review on this. Uh, you guys been watching anything? Because I got something to talk about. But if you do start it off. I mean, I just went to the theater and watched Love and Thunder. Oh, the new Thor. How is that? I liked it. Not it's not amazing. There's a lot of parts that seem like they kind of drag, but it's really fun overall. My girlfriend hated it and my son enjoyed it. So, mm-hmm. I mean. I'd recommend it if you like Marvel movies. It's fun. Uh, Brad? I watched Stranger Things. The last two episodes are four hours. Uh, yeah, I watched it too. That's what I was going to talk about. Um, you know, it, it's like one of the few shows on Netflix that like, I actually... I barely watch Netflix, to be honest. But that's one I do. I do get on the Netflix, and I watch it. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, you know, I saw some tweet where a guy was breaking down the Netflix, um, their economics, and... Stranger Things is worth this last season is worth about two hundred twenty-five million dollars to Netflix. So, if it if it keeps cranking out money like that, they're gonna keep cranking out seasons. Well, they said I think they said next season's the last season, but I have I'm only on episode three, so I don't know how it ends or anything. Oh, I'm sure they'll have a spinoff. It's too valuable. Yeah, I've just been too busy lately with moving and everything. I'm 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 so far behind on. Disney and Marvel right yeah. now on the shows and the boys. I haven't watched any of this season. Well, skip Moon Knight on Disney because I already watched that. that. That came out before I was moving. So if it's like mid-May, I haven't watched anything since. I, I fucking hated Moon Knight. I liked it. <sighs> God damn it, Chris. I'm easy to please. I, I'm now at the point where I'm like so comfortable with Chris. I just want to say, God damn it, Chris. God damn it. It's yeah. not good. I, Help me. I be like with shit. me. I don't know if people know that I have the worst taste in the world. Yeah, but I thought it was boring. But I mean, hey, I'm glad you liked it. I didn't think the story was that great. I thought the the acting between two separate characters and one was really interesting. Oh, no, he's really good. The the lead. Fuck, what's his name? Yeah, I don't care if Moon Knight gets another season or not. I just enjoyed that mainly watching. I can't remember his name. Fuck, what is his name? I've Who never cares? known his name. Whatever. He, he's Oscar, a, he's Oscar a, Isaac. Yeah, Oscar yeah. Isaac. Yeah, he's fantastic. Like everything is just basically watching him. And then I, I do like Ethan Hawke a lot, but oh my God, I just can't stand that him in it. Like, I don't know what it is. He's just like some fruity, like 
yoga instructor that I, just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, and then I do agree with people. They're like, yeah, but the, the last episode's really good. And I'm like, I don't watch. I fucking hate movies where people make the excuse of like the last episode's the only good one. And then they're like, oh, it's justified. I'm not going to put six hours of my life into watching one episode. Yeah. That's the only thing that's like, I started Game of Thrones and the first two episodes bored me to piss. And then that third one hooked me. And that's when I liked the show. But like, I'm not waiting six episodes to like it. Yeah. Game of Thrones, you're going to go through some ups and downs, but the ups are so high. It's worth it. (laughs) People are like, you like comic books, D&D and boobies, don't you? And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Then you should watch it. Yeah, Scott Rogers over at Horror Movie Night and Geekscape here, like uh, he just refuses to watch it and everything. And I'm like, but you like nerdy shit and boobs. I don't I don't get it, but maybe. But there are like Matt, who used to be, you know, you know, guys, you guys know Matt. Maybe people have already forgotten him. Um, He hates swords and sandals. He hates sword fights. He would have hated probably he probably hates Highlander. He just doesn't like that stuff. Uh, he probably like Highlander too, but you know, we'll get into that later. You know, he's super nerdy and everything, but he just doesn't like the whole like sword and sorcery or swords and sandals as he calls it. Sword and sorcery is an amazing movie. Uh, he just doesn't like these type of films. So some people don't, but, uh, anyway, yeah. Stranger things, uh, fun. It's that, yeah, the last two episodes are quite a ride, but I can't tell you it sucked too, because that last episode kept me up to 1230 and my son keeps waking up at like 430 in the morning. That was fucking, that was bad. That was a, I finished that on like a Wednesday night or whatever, or a Thursday night. The next day at work was, I was awful. I was useless. I made money because they can't take it away from me. But <laughs> And they're like, Hey, didn't stranger things come out a couple days ago? You shut your mouth. Are you accusing me? Just got to get really violent like uh, Clancy Brown and then they back off. Anyway, that will end it this week. Uh, Chris Brad, I can't wait to have you back for the next one. It was good talking to you. And remember to be kind. Say it at the same time. And rewind. 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 Okay, you guys are we're going to keep that. We're going to get better in the first. It's really hard when you can't see the other person in real life. I think we came pretty close to rhyming that. He can he can edit it. I could. We'll see. We'll see how I feel.